The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week 7 of the Scorching 6 Picks. Recording this on a late Thursday night in Southern California on a jam-packed, action-filled sports Thursday. The 27th time in history where we've had what's called a sports equinox where there are games from all the four major pro sports, NBA, NHL, NFL, and MLB. So we had that for the 27th time in history today. We also had a pretty exciting Thursday night game. A lot of points. The over pretty much hit at halftime. And the Cardinals ended up beating the Saints 42-34 to to get their fourth win of the season. They moved to 4-3. and DeAndre Hopkins came back and was a great wep- weapon, it looked like, for Kyler Murray. And he, it looked like he really missed him for sure. And the Cardinals got back on track. Put up a lot of offense, uh, got two pick sixes off Andy Dalton. That really sparked them in the second half, uh, in the second quarter, excuse me, when they were down 14-6. Then they went on a 22-0 run to end the second quarter going into halftime. And I think that was a big turning point, those two pick sixes, to go into halftime. And uh, ended up getting the win, 42-34. A lot of touchdowns, as we we haven't seen much touchdowns the past Thursday night games. But nonetheless, that wasn't even the craziest part of today. I think within 20 minutes after the game ended, Twitter went wild. My phone started going off. Big trade. Big, big blockbuster trade. Christian McCaffrey is dealt to the 49ers. The 49ers give up four total draft picks. A 2023 third rounder, 2023 fourth rounder, and a 2023 fifth rounder, and also a fifth rounder in the 2024 draft to get Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers, who look like they're completely blowing it up. They traded Robbie Anderson on Monday to the Arizona Cardinals, and it looks like they're not done yet. They're probably going to get rid of Brian Burns and possibly DJ Moore as well. We'll see. But regarding this trade, uh, I I like the trade for the Niners. I mean, obviously, we know what Christian McCaffrey can do if he stays healthy. And for his first three seasons of his career, he did not miss a game at all. He played every every single game in the regular season. And we saw how, how well he was on the ground and also through the air. I mean, two seasons in his first three seasons, 100 plus receptions, so... The usage volume with him, it's there. If it's he gets it and he stays healthy, he can really produce. And I think the 49ers' run game so far this season has not been super great. And I think this is really going to boost it. Uh, obviously, the 49ers dealing with a lot of injuries. So I think that all that kind of plays, plays a factor. And then getting him now, I think... Uh, 
For sure, 49ers show, it shows that they're all in. They they see that the window is tightening, so they gotta go and make moves and try to try to make a, a big push for it because it seems like they've had the defensive weapons, the good roster, but they've kind of been missing that offensive spark uh, that the last couple seasons to kind of get them over the hump. They they weren't able to get over the hump against the Chiefs, and then last season. Uh, versus the Rams in the NFC title game. They fell a little short offensively after losing a 10-point lead. So, like, they see the window is closing, but they have uh, they have him, looks like, for long-term now. He's uh, has three years left on the on the deal after this season. Uh, big cap hits, it looks like, but it's, prob- it's not guaranteed money. That's the, the most important thing to keep in mind. So they're probably going to have to restructure that contract given all the other... Um, contracts that they have to hand out they obviously have to pay Nick Bosa uh, at some point in the offseason but in regard to the draft picks as well another thing uh, the 49ers are most likely getting three draft picks compensatory picks probably in the offseason as well Jimmy G most likely will leave I think he's probably going to leave either he signs or they trade so the worst they get for him is a third round pick and then uh, for uh their coach, uh, defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's, he's pro- he'll be one of the top head coaching candidates in my opinion in the off season. He's a young defensive coordinator. I think he's early forties, so I think he's going to be a hot coaching candidate, and I think he's going to take one of those uh, head coaching jobs. And if he if he does so, I, the Forty ers will get two third round compensatory picks in in the two following years. So. I think they'll kind of make up with the draft picks. Obviously, the biggest thing with Christian McCaffrey, like everyone knows, is whether he stays healthy or not. And hopefully he does. So far this season, he's been relatively healthy and he's been producing. Uh, So far, 33 catches for 277 yards and a touchdown. And then also on the rushing, almost 400 yards and two touchdowns. So he's getting... uh, the touches he's played 85% of the offensive snaps for the Panthers so far and I think good overall trade for the Niners and then kind of just some history uh looks like it kind of comes full circle uh Kyle Shanahan the head coach of the 49ers his dad Mike Shanahan coached Christian McCaffrey's dad Ed McCaffrey on the Broncos and then Ed McCaffrey is also on the 1994 49ers Super Bowl team the last 49ers team to win a Super Bowl so kind of a lot of history there and with kind of both the Shanahan and McCaffrey family so I I believe Kyle Shanahan as well I think I I don't know if this is particular too I heard he baby babysat uh, Christian McCaffrey so now he's his head coach so we'll see how, how it works out but I think overall a good move for the 49ers obviously given if if McCaffrey stays healthy and it's it'll be really interesting to see all those weapons uh offensively Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. So it should be fun and hopefully the Niners can do something with this and make a legitimate Super Bowl run and finally get over that hump. So we'll see how that works out. Let's get into the slate of games. For week seven, game number one, we got a AFC South divisional battle. 
We got the three and two Tennessee Titans at home hosting the three two and one Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee is giving two and a half points in this one. Uh, this one, uh, it's a divisional battle. Colts have beaten the Chiefs. Uh, they haven't been offensively potent as everyone thought they would be coming into the season. But they found ways to scrap out, uh, win games defensively, and I think uh, that's kind of what they're they're going to kind of play a, a similar game to that here in uh, Tennessee on this one. And then Tennessee, uh, Derrick Henry looks pretty good, uh, but their receivers, obviously, Traylon Burks is on the IR. Obviously, they lost A.J. Brown, so they're relying on their defense and their run game. So I think there's going to be a slow-paced game with two run-heavy offenses. But I'm going to go with the underdog Colts on the road here. I like them getting two and a half on the road. I like them to win outright as well. I think uh, what the separates them here, I think they have the better defense, and I think they'll make more plays defensively versus the Titans so I think that'll be the difference in this game and I think they'll they'll come away with a close victory I'll say 21-20 in this one and they move to 4-2 and 1 on the season game number two we got Jacksonville at home 2-4 and four, hosting the 5-1 and one Giants who are 2-0 and oh on the road Jacksonville laying three points in this one Jacksonville has shown a lot of offensive creativity. They've lost some head-scratching games. Obviously, that first one versus the Washington Commanders when they were in control of the game, and then they they lost it at the end to Carson Wentz and the Commanders. And Trevor Lawrence has shown a lot of growth in in his uh, second season as a quarterback. New head coach Doug Peterson. We we know what he can do uh, to quarterbacks. Uh, we saw what he did with Nick Foles in uh, Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl in 2017 after Carson Wentz went out with the injury. And lo really looking up for Jacksonville and Christian Kirk is playing well, good as well. So, But on the other side, the road team, the Giants, they've really uh, been hanging into games here, winning lots of different ways. Uh, they've been leaning on Saquon Barkley, who lo looks spectacular. I think he's top three in rushing so far, 616 yards so far in the season, four touchdowns, and he looks like he's fully back. So I'm going with the Giants here on the road, getting three points, and I, I think they're going to win outright as well and move to 6-1 and one here on the season. I like Barkley to have a big game. I think it's going to be a ball control type game for the Giants. I think uh, Daniel Jones... Uh, is looking a lot better with Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, as the new head coach. Uh, the offensive coordinator, excuse me, of the Bills last season is their new head coach. I think he's really infused a lot of energy into the whole team, and I think Daniel Jones is uh, benefiting off that. And m really, Saquon Barkley looks healthy, and it's been a game changer. But some of the receivers for the Giants obviously haven't been playing up to par, up to their standards. Obviously, Kenny Galladay bad contract but I, I think they're going to go out and get some sort of receiver in the trade deadline and kind of bolster that but right now in this game for sure I like them getting three on the road and I like them to win outright I'm going to say they win 24-17 in this one and move to six and one on the season moving on to game three we got 
AFC North Divisional Battle. We got the 3-3 three and three Baltimore Ravens hosting the 2-4 and four Cleveland Browns. Baltimore is giving 6.5 points in this one. This is going to be, I, I think, another kind of ball control game for Cleveland especially. Obviously, they're going to lean on Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt on the ground, lean on their defense. And I don't know if I trust uh, the Ravens, who have a really bad defense, to lay six and a half, to, to swallow six and a half of the Ravens. So I, for that reason, I'm going with the Browns. Uh, another road dog I'm going with. That's going to be the third straight road dog I'm going with so far in the first three games. So I'm going to take the Browns on the road, getting six and a half points. But I think the, I think the the Ravens win a close one. I'll say, I'll say twenty-seven, twenty-three in this one. They moved to four and three on the season. All right, moving into the late afternoon window of games. So we got game number four. We got the two and four Denver Broncos at home hosting the four and two New York Jets, who are three and zero on the road. The Jets are laying a point in this one. All right, in this one, uh, yeah, we've seen how how much uh, Russell Wilson has been struggling. Uh, the Broncos have already played three primetime games, and all of it have been super boring. And we've seen how anemic their offense is. Their defense is playing excellent. That's really the only reason they've won two two games even so far out of their first six. And Russell Wilson just looks completely terrible. I mean, he can't get out of the pocket as much as he used to. He's not making those uh, rainbow-type throws that he used to make where he hits the receivers with the perfect ball placement down the field, big plays, deep balls. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. And Nathaniel Hackett looks like way in over his head as a head coach, he, making a lot of uh, stupid challenge uh mistakes stupid play calling mistakes clock bad clock management and it's just all around mess uh for the denver broncos and it's I mean, it's really not looking good so far the first six games when they shelled out a i think a five-year or four-year like 250 million dollar contract to russell wilson that's definitely not looking good good right now so well we'll see kind of what happens as the season progresses but i think it's they're, right now, they're just relying on their defense, and I think that's what's going to carry them in this game. And the, the Jets, on the other hand, have been playing physical smash-mouth football. They beat the Packers last week in Lambeau. They actually pretty much dominated the Packers. I, I, they won 31-10. Their defense was spectacular. Uh, Brees Hall... Their young running back is looking very good. Zach Wilson is back in the mix. Uh, Robert Sala is infusing good energy in them, their head coach. And defensively, they look really good with some really good playmakers, Quinn and Williams, uh, their rookie, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback. And they're just making plays around the field, playing good defense, finding ways to win games. So I think it's going to be a super close game here for Denver again. They've played in close games all season. And the Jets as, uh, as well have come back uh, and played in, in cl some close games. Uh, obviously, last week they blew out like and dominated Green Bay, like I said. So I'm going to take the Jets laying the point. I'll swallow the point with them. And I have them winning this game. I'll say 24 to 17 and moving to 5 and 2 on the season. 
Game number five, we got the one and four Raiders at home hosting the one, three, and one Texans. The Raiders are laying seven points in this one at home. Both teams coming off uh, their bye weeks in week six. And this one, I think, is going to be uh, somewhat of an interesting game. I think the Texans, I think, are behind the Falcons as, as far as covering the spread ATS. I think they're five and, or four and one ATS. I think the Falcons are the only team that's better ATS against the spread, uh, which is, uh, I think, 6-0. and oh. But I, I think I like the Texans in this spot as an underdog. Obviously... I also believe that the Raiders are much better than their 1-4 record. Uh, they've lost a lot of close games as well, blew some leads. I think offensively they got a lot of good weapons with uh, Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, of course. And I think they'll be able to put up points here, but I just think uh, defensively they're going to allow uh, the Texans to hang around. And also their offensive line is kind of weak, so I think – uh, the Texans' defense, which is somewhat underrated, I think is going to be able to um, kind of dominate the line of scrimmage and put some pressure on Derek Carr. So that's why I like the Texans here. I think they're going to be able to put some pressure. I think they're going to keep the game close, definitely within seven points. So <clears throat> that's why I'm going to take the Texans getting seven points on the road and taking another road dog, uh, the Texans. Uh, Getting seven on the road, but I think the Raiders win this game by a field goal and a close one. I'll say 27-24, and they get their second win of the season. All right, moving on now to the last game of week seven, game number six. And this is the best game on the slate, Fox game of the week from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Got the 3-3 three and three San Francisco 49ers. Coming off a terrible loss to the Atlanta Falcons on the road last season. Hosting the 4-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs. We're also coming off a loss to Buffalo at home. And a very close, uh, very uh, very good game between two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Fun game to watch. And this is going to be a really good, a good game as well in Santa Clara. Obviously, we mentioned the Christian McCaffrey trade that the 49ers just acquired him. So that should be a really good addition. And the 49ers as well are look like they're getting a little healthy as well. It looks like Trent Williams is going to play. It looks like Nick Bosa is going to play. It looks like Mike McGlinchey is going to come back. So they're going to get two offensive linemen back. They're going to get Nick Bosa back. looks like Jimmy Ward, their safety, is going to play. And then the Chiefs, on the other hand, have not uh, lost back uh, two straight games in a very long time. Obviously, we know how good Andy Reid's record is after a loss. And same goes for Patrick Mahomes. So I expect the Chiefs offense to uh, do what they've been doing. They were held to only 20 points last week. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. Obviously, the late one uh, that kind of sealed the game. And it was a tough game for them against a really good Buffalo team. But uh, I think in this one, I, I, it's kind of tough which way to go. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I just don't think Christian McCaffrey will be fully integrated into the game. I think it's going to be a super close game. But I only got to lay two points with the Chiefs, who I think right now are the better team, given the 49ers' injuries and kind of where they're at with bring Christian McCaffrey into the offense. 
So I'll take the Chiefs. I'll swallow the two points with the Chiefs. I think they win 31-28 in this one and move to 5-2 and two on the season. Alrighty, that'll wrap it up for Week 7 Scorching 6. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy all the games, and we'll be back next week for Week 8 Scorching 6.